0: Geek 5 Nation. We are Geek 5s. And me and Jawan have an amazing guest for, for you guys to listen to tonight that we're very excited to have. Um, if you're wondering who that guest is, he is an American actor and playwright, known for his roles as Captain Harrison Love in 1998 American swashbuckler film The Mask of Zorro, and as Colonel Albert Amez in the 2003 American film Gods and Generals. He co-starred in the 2016 Michael Bay film 13 Hours and the Secret Soldiers of Benghazi playing Ambassador J. Christopher Stevens. And, of course, all of Geek 5 Nation will definitely know him f- all for his part in a little show we call The Flash as Iabod Thorne, a.k.a. The Reverse Flash, also in Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> reverse,
1: huh? That's irony for you. So, uh, what should we call this... Uh brave new world that you've whipped up for us i was thinking flashpoint so you don't want this you may have figured out a way to dampen my speed with this glass cage but i will get out of here and i will destroy your life flash one way or the other no you won't you're never getting out of here other people's lives you know the whole reason i did this is because of what you did to my life to my family The mother one day soon Barry you'll be begging me to kill her again
0: oh man that gives me chills Geek Vibes Nation give it up for Matt Lesher thank you Matt for coming on and and, uh, being with us tonight
1: my pleasure thanks for having me guys
0: I'm gonna let Jawan start off the interview
2: Absolutely. Uh, Matt, thanks again for for joining us. We have so many questions, but we'll make sure we um, condense them. um, (laughs) I'll do the best (laughs) I can
1: to condense my answers, too. But uh, hopefully I can provide some insight. We'll see.
2: Absolutely. We're so excited. Um, So I'll just jump right into it. Um, I've loved your work as Reverse Flash on the show The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Um, So my biggest question to you is um, seeing what happened in legends of tomorrow and how that ended for the reverse flash. um, If there are any possibilities of him coming back, because we do know if anyone can come back from anything, it's speedsters. What would you Mm. like to see next for the reverse flash?
1: That's a good question. Um, uh yeah, I do think there's a, definitely a possibility he comes back at some point. And I, I personally wouldn't mind seeing something that has a little bit more origin story for Eobard, um as it relates to Barry, you know, uh something that explores uh uh the uh, the origins of his of his relationship to Barry and his his venom for Barry, you know. Um I think that would be interesting for people to see. Uh, It would obviously have to be woven into uh, a current Flash storyline of some kind. But uh, as an actor, I just think that would be kind of fun to play around with.
2: I mean, absolutely. And I I completely agree with you. Uh, That actually leads me right into my next question. I may be the only person, possibly outside of you, who thinks this way. But I thought in season one... Um, as we saw towards the end of that season how um, Earbards mindset was to only get back home to his time. He just wanted to get back home. That's why he constructed that whole plan uh, to yep. get Barry, to, to, to be fast, to get him home. I personally um, didn't see Earbart's on as this huge villain like we got from Zoom and like we got from Savitar in the later seasons. I saw him just as someone who wanted to get back home to the life he knew, and just wouldn't stop so he was able to get home. So my question to you is: um, in season one, did you see your character as a villain, or would you like for the, or did you want the audience to kind of have sympathy for him because of his need to just want to get back home, rather than someone like Zoom who just wanted his speed, or Savitar who just wanted Barry dead?
1: Uh, yeah, I think you always, I mean, it's, it's, uh, an answer you'll hear from actors a lot, but, um, you're never really playing a villain as a villain, right? You're, you're definitely trying to play that person's needs and wants, um, without characterizing them, without moralizing on them. And so in that regard, uh, definitely, I sort of felt like, um, I, I wouldn't say I was I was trying to uh, do anything to get the audience on his side, or I was worried about how people might perceive him, but I was just focusing on what the immediate needs and goals were without thinking of them in sort of a broader uh, villainous you know, kind of context, if that makes any sense. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's just, you know, who, who is this guy? Where is he? Uh, what does he need? And what's in the way of what he needs? And then just act from there and um you know i, I think uh i think in, in the ensuing seasons you see definitely a, a more twisted side of of the mm-hmm. character and you see um uh, you know the darker i would argue psychotic side of Eobard Thawne. and uh you know that gets explored a little bit more but early on yeah it was pretty it was pretty basic you know his needs are pretty basic and he's he's a smart guy too that's the other thing it's just generally speaking even though he definitely gets caught in some dumb villain mistakes from time to time um he's 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 a genius so you're you're usually making good decisions when you have that level of intelligence um but uh i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens next with him it'll be interesting
2: i mean absolutely i i just i i thought you know I was talking to Dane about this before. I just felt as I was the only one who maybe saw it from that different angle. you um, are rather than just like
1: <laughs> rather than just like, <laughs> oh,
2: he's just this devious villain, you know, just trying to mess everything. I'm like, no, he he's stated numerous times, he just wants to go back home. That's it. <laughs> That's yeah. it. And and then in legends you spend a, a, a most most of that just trying to stay alive. So, I mean, you know, it's not necessarily the arc of this dark, twisted villain. I mean, he does have some of that uh, evil to him, but it's not as straightforward, like I said, as most of the other villains that we've seen.
1: Yeah, I think if you ask Nora Allen, she might have a different answer for you uh, with regard to all <laughs> yeah. that, but uh, <laughs> but for me, <laughs> it's... Uh, for me, you're always trying to simplify. You're not trying to play qualities. You're trying to play actions. And uh, Eobard absolutely. is definitely, definitely a man of action. So,
2: absolutely a man of action. Uh, so that brings me to um, the team that that Eobard constructed. That when I first heard um, the Legion of Doom coming to the CW, I just said, "Well, why not? I mean, CW has struck gold with everything else." Um, Why not give it to Legion of Doom? Um, And it was done so perfectly. And with possibly three of the best people um, to be leading your Legion of Doom. Um, So my question is, as far as the Legion of Doom, we saw you work with the two other guys that you did. But my question to you is, if you could pick two other people to make a new Legion of Doom with, um,
1: who would you pick? Ooh, that's a good one if i could pick two do they have to be people people like i mean so like if i said uh if i said grod would that would that function would that would that work yes. for you guys no no no, absolutely Grodd's
2: perfectly fine he's perfectly yeah because i you'd like to
1: because the reality is people just love watching apes that's just that's you know that's a hard and fast rule of entertainment people love watching apes and uh I, and that's just such an iconic uh, character in 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 the uh, canon that he would definitely be one. And then uh, this is uh, this is gonna sound weird because they're sort of similar, um, but he I, I just love the character so much, uh, and maybe it's because of what Gene Hackman did with him. But like Lex Luthor, if there was some way, you know, to uh, to work him into the system, uh, that would be amazing because the guy's brilliant and he's hilarious, and uh, I think uh, you could actually work up a lot of good tension between Eobard and uh, and Lex Luthor. So, you know, those are two others, just off the top of my head.
2: I mean, that would be an insane team.
1: Um, the, the,
2: I mean, in a good way. I mean, that team, do you know how much chaos that team could <laughs> could wreak yeah. upon the, the, the world? Uh, what would be the, the most fun element of that team, We've seen Ibarra is very stand out. Like he stands out as the guy who wants to be in control of these situations, and we know Lex to be someone who, who demands to be in command of uh, certain situations. So to see Lex go, oh well, I want you to go do this. I can so see Ibarra like, um, you don't really tell me what to do. I right. control this. Hold like, up I, a I sec. do what I want to do. Exactly. So, I mean, that would be very fun um, to see if that team would be dysfunctional or whatever they're going up against, would they completely take ego out of it in order to uh, get the job done?
1: So that would be so much fun. The key is that uh, they they just have to need something from each other, you know? That's what made the Legion of Doom work in this last season of Legends of Tomorrow is that they all needed something really specific from each other. And they couldn't get it without each other. And uh, that became more apparent as the season went on. So no matter how fast and smart Eobard thought he was, he was still being chased by death, and he knew he needed foot soldiers to, um, to help him complete his task. So um, if, if those provisions are in place, then, then anybody can work together up to a point. And, and that's what's always interesting is, like, where is that breaking point? And, uh, it would, yeah, just uh, it would be pretty funny to see those three together.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, and I mean, I I recall myself being um, actually weirdly enough, as weird as this is gonna sound, rooting for the Reverse Flash towards the end of um, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, um, for you to have constructed everything the way that you did, and then for you to have played everybody the way that you did to. To you know, in your quest of being the last man standing and um, completely defeating um, death, um, I just I really loved that that whole arc and you know how it ended. I was just like, man, I really wish like he could have stayed that guy on top. Um, <laughs> I, I just love. Yeah. I love that arc of the Reverse Flash in that entire season of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I just thought it was brilliant on your part. Um,
1: well, thank you.
2: Not a problem. So you've now worked with the entire cast of Legends of Tomorrow and the cast of The Flash. So, mm-hmm. of course you knew at some point this question was going to come out.
0: Mm-hmm. Which
2: cast was which cast was um which cast did you enjoy working with more, the the Flash crew or the Legends crew?
1: I uh, can't uh give you a, a a yes or no answer.
0: This um, Matt, you're breaking up, actually, on our end. Um, is he breaking up for you, too, John? Yeah, I couldn't hear anything he was saying. He was breaking hey, up.
1: Uh, how about now?
0: Perfect. Now I you're good. Hear you now.
1: Okay, sorry about that. So uh, what I was no, saying was that I, it, it's um it, – they're two such different shows, you know. It's hard to choose in two such different casts. Uh, they have totally different vibes. Um, You know, The Flash, everything kind of – I feel like tonally uh, both uh, you know on screen and off everything runs through Grant you know everything runs through um his demeanor uh, the way he approaches the work um there's just uh there's just this this great like seriousness about the kid that that is uh, is so much fun to work with because you know when you show up he's going to be ready to play he's he's going to be ready to go and um and the show itself too is kind of smaller and more intimate it's really a family show and i don't just mean it's a show that families watch i mean it's a show about a family and um uh there's something about that that, that lends to itself to sort of a quieter set whereas Legends is just this bombastic, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy-esque cast of of outsized characters that um, that to some degree match up with the personalities of the people playing them. Um, I, I mean, I've known... Um, I've known some of these people for a long time and, and some of them I just met for the first time uh, on this show and I really enjoy and appreciate everything that they all bring that show, is, that show is a tough one to shoot Legends of Tomorrow, you have a lot of mouths to feed, you have a lot of VFX stuff um, and you usually have multiple storylines going on in a, in a different way than you have in The Flash they're both tough shows but Legends is especially ambitious and um a lot is asked of that crew and that cast and and they consistently deliver so i uh you know i have nothing but respect for both casts and and truly i'm not i'm not dodging the question i truly enjoyed working with both of them
2: no i mean and i I completely understand that i mean it looks you know like both of those casts are great to work with so i can completely understand that answer um, so I just have two more questions before I pass it back to uh, Dane for him to ask his questions. Um, one, of mine, uh, one of my last two is, um, since you've been gone from the actual Flash show, um, we, have seen three, <laughs> we have seen three speedsters come into um, the team. We've seen Jay Garrick, we've seen Wally, and we've now seen Jesse Quick. Mm -hmm. Um, which one of those three do you think Reverse Flash um, would love to uh, get into the mix with, or would you like to get into the mix with, acting-wise, out of those three um, new speedsters that The Flash has added on to the process?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, You know, boy, again, that's a tough choice because uh Jay Garrick I feel like he would be he would he would want to go toe to toe with cuz he's kind of like an OG you know he's he's yeah somebody that like really was at the beginning of all this stuff and and he'd want to and he's so close to Barry too you know he'd want to take him down and and then uh kid you know kid flash i could see him wanting to go after the young punk um and uh show him you know show him what a real speedster is all about. And then Jesse Quick, like, I could see him, you know, playing the whole sexist vibe and just being like, I'm not going to let a girl outdo me. And uh, I-, I could see him wanting a piece of her for that reason. It- it, that w- that's a tough choice. That's a really tough choice. I mean, I guess if I had to pick any of them, I'd say Jay Garrick, just for the reasons I said before. He's he's just, uh, uh, I mean, he's just old school, you know, he's just old school. And, and. Hello? Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I'll take him down. Okay. Next question. Sorry about that.
2: No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, all right. So last question, um, in your, in your opinion, as someone from the outside looking in, Who would you say Reverse Flash had a harder time trying to take down, Team Flash or the Legend? Uh,
1: well, definitely Team Flash um, for me, because um, because they've got the Flash, right? I mean, they've got the guy who he's not necessarily who, who he matches up with in in every way, but isn't necessarily better than in any way. And um, and so – and it just emotionally, he's caught up with Barry in a way that he's not caught up with the other characters. Like, he he has a whole different relationship with Barry and the idea of Barry and the Flash uh, because of his backstory than he does with any character on Legends. And so psychologically, I think, it's always more complicated with him. That's why I always love doing scenes with Grant because um, – because there's a lot going on there you know That's that's deep for uh, Eobard um, What's happening there Whereas what made the Legends successful Was that No one of the Legends Was ever going to beat Eobard uh, On any level really They had to find a way to work together They had to find a way to Find that cohesiveness And, uh, and come together to defeat To defeat him So you know it, it, it's I still feel like he could have won. There's <laughs> still so part of me is like, come on, Ibari, come on. Uh, you know, where's that timer when you need it? You're where's that than beeper that. when you need it? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but the season had to end, and uh, you know, I I pulled Ray's heart out of his chest, so I had to die. And
0: uh,
1: it, uh, you know, I, th- that's just my gut. Is that it, Team Flash was definitely for for reasons beyond just you know, uh, superpowers, Team Flash is uh, the more difficult opponent for Eobard.
2: Yeah, I can definitely understand that. And now with even more uh, speedsters, it'd definitely be a lot harder to take down that team. And Barry being a lot uh, faster and more experienced than he was the first time he saw you, I could completely understand that. Um, Thank you so much for answering all my uh, out-there questions. I'm going to pass it over to Dane to finish the interview.
1: All good. Thanks, John.
0: All right, Matt, um, let me just say I was geeking out while you guys were talking about the whole uh, Legion of Doom thing. Uh, I like the fan cast, Matt, and if I could get anyone, it would be Corey Stoll to play Lex Luthor uh, because of his performance in mainly in Ant-Man. I think the yeah. interaction of the two as actors would be perfect. Um, if, if, if you want to tell the Supergirl casting department, because I'm sure you're best friends with them, let them know about that <laughs> idea. But uh, I I'll just p- want to I'll say uh, so a compliment. I appreciate it. Uh you have such a calming voice for being an evil sociopath, Mr. Thorne. Just wanted to let you know that.
1: <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's, uh, you know, it really comes in handy when you're trying to uh murder people. If you can keep them calm, that uh, helps a
0: lot. I got you. That that makes a lot of sense. I'll I'll keep that in mind. But uh let's kay. let's actually get to some questions. Um uh, the first time I saw you uh, is based on this question. Uh what was it like being a part of the ensemble that was Martin Campbell's *The Mask of Zorro* as Captain Harrison loved?
1: Oh, that was amazing. Uh, *The Mask of Zorro* was my first uh, big role in like a studio picture, and it for it to be like this this kind of throwback picture with swords and horses, um, a real swashbuckler. Um, with just an amazing cast. I mean, Antonio Banderas, who uh, was not only perfect for the role, but incredibly hardworking and a sweetheart to boot. Um, Catherine Tita Jones, who, who had, whose career had really launched in the U.S. I mean, she really broke out in that movie. And then Anthony Hopkins is just one of my acting heroes. Uh, I remember the first day I got down to Mexico, uh, we were doing a table read, and he was sitting right across from me, and I was just, it was liter- I was literally pinching myself, just like, can this actually be happening <laughs> um, it was uh, It was a thrill you know to 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 shoot. We were down in Mexico for almost six months working on that thing, and then to see it come together in such an entertaining way uh, such a such a complete way uh, was a really really gratifying and um, just happy that I was able to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, amazing. I saw that movie probably 6,000 times when I was younger. Um, <laughs> so I, I wore out the VHS, I promise you that. Uh, <laughs> another movie that you did, um, you know, I, I, I feel like, and, and you can probably agree with me, or it's the opposite because you have experience with them, but I feel like Ma, uh, Michael Bay gets a lot of uh, crap thrown his direction because of the Transformer series. And mm-hmm. between The Rock, between... Um, you know even Armageddon which is a guilty pleasure and Bad Boys 1 and 2 and then 13 Hours that you were in I think you know it just depends on the film what was he like as a director uh, working with him on 13 Hours
1: He was I've never worked with a director like him before um really and uh, I mean that in a in a good way um he he everything he has a reputation for you know intensity and um and uh and hard work and um hard play all that stuff it's like it's all it's all real but he's i found him to be um really kinetic on set like he he would show up and and things would come alive like the whole set would come to life and he'd he'd show up and there wasn't a wasted moment he'd go he'd go into blocking a shot right away i've never worked with a director who didn't really shoot master shots before you know the shot that sort of is basically one shot of the whole scene that you can cut into later with coverage he doesn't work that way he has you know he takes a scene and he's got probably three times as many setups as any other director would have for that scene and he knows exactly where he wants to go with it when he shows up and he's just flying he's setting up three cameras at once Um, Three totally different kinds of shots, but he knows exactly how they're going to work together when it comes to the edit of the scene. So as an actor, when you show up, you better be ready to roll. You know, you better be ready to go. Um, Otherwise, uh, it's going to be a long day for you. (laughs) Because he he, uh, doesn't – the only thing I think I ever saw him get upset with was – when he felt like somebody was being lazy, you know, when they when they hadn't done their work or when they weren't doing the their job the way they were supposed to, that's the only time I ever saw him get upset. Otherwise, I loved working for him. Um, it was a lot of fun, and uh, and I thought the movie itself turned out well, and is a credit to him. So.
0: Oh, it was a great movie. I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, John was amazing. that was the first time I saw him in something besides the office. Uh, so it was it was definitely. Crazy to flip that switch and have that much intensity involved, but I've always liked this films. Uh, like I said, I think he gets a bad rap. But um, well, speaking about your acting, um, I'm I'm actually I'm, I was a thespian, uh, honor thespian in high school. Um, I was uh, acting major in college for a while. Uh, being basically an experienced actor like yourself, you've been through quite a few movies. You've worked with a lot of amazing actors. Is it fun for you to share the screen? With the good amount of newer actors and actresses that you've interacted with within the CW?
1: Yeah, it is actually. Um, you know, it's weird. I'll actually go back a show on the CW, a show I did a few years ago called The Carrie Diaries, which isn't sci fi and it's not action. Uh, it was a prequel to um, Sex in the City um, with Anna Sophia Robb and, and, you know, a bunch of terrific young actors. Um, who were all like 20 years younger than me. And I was literally the only, um, you know, person over 40 on that set. And uh, at first it was was disorienting because it was the first time I had been sort of the grown-up on set, I guess, if that's what you want to call me. But then it was really refreshing and invigorating too, you know, because you're reminded of – you know, what it is you loved about it when you first got started. Um, I'll reiterate that. You know, what I said about Grant earlier, man, that kid's on fire when it comes to set. He is really working hard to to execute that role and to execute that show as best as he can. And I think he's, he's just got, a, he, I think he's got a ton of talent. And um, I think he's going to do a lot of stuff beyond uh, The Flash. I just, I just think the sky's the limit for him. So to be around somebody like that, it just you know, you just feel like you, you, you're you're on your toes again. You're on your toes again. You're really um uh you're you're working extra hard to make sure that you're ready to go when they show up and uh and uh and then even sometimes, you know, they, they may have a question for you about anything regarding acting or life as an actor and it's nice to be able to you know, just be there for a young actor at some point in their life when they may be facing a difficult decision or uh, a confusing situation and, and hopefully provide some sort of help. Because um, I know I had those people in my life, and it's important.
0: So you're basically saying, like, changing agents or, or certain things like that of that nature? Yeah, or, you know... Um, or how just should I do this thing because you, you would know? What's that? I said or how would how would you do the scene as an actor basically, like if they're having trouble with it
1: potentially, yeah, it could be anything like that it could it could be related to scene work, it could be related to career career stuff um it could be related to you know they're interested in uh, you know knowing what it was like working with a certain actor before or something like that um there there's all sorts of you know I've been doing this for twenty five years now, believe it or not, and uh it's uh it's kind of scary to think about it, but, uh, that counts for something, you know, I've definitely, definitely been around the block a couple of times and, 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 uh, am happy to talk about any aspect of my career with, uh, with a young actor.
0: Absolutely. I would definitely, if I was an actor trying to seek some type of stuff, I would go to our mentor like you or John Barman, if he wasn't, you know, hazing me or something like that throughout the scenes, <laughs> like I, like I hear he tends to do. Uh, I have one more question and, uh, you know, then we'll wrap this interview up. But um, how amazing is it for you? Because it's amazing for me as a fan of DC. And their movies, they're slowly moving. But how amazing is it to see the DC CW universe itself flourish in such a short amount of time with all these characters interconnected and universes? I mean, they're basically just as stacked as the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, if you think about it. What is that like for you to be an actor, a part of that?
1: It's exciting uh, because you really can't compare it to any other situation um, that I can think of, you know, uh, in the history of TV. We've had franchises before like CSI or, you know, some of these procedural things, but we've never had something that has created a whole universe that's been interwoven in such a way where the characters all know and interact with each other. And, um, you know, you're playing a character which could, could potentially you know show up on four now maybe five different shows on the same network and and that's a huge credit to uh, obviously Greg Berlanti and Mark Guggenheim and Andrew Kreisberg and 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 the creators of all these shows and and their vision for it but also the CW and it's it's um willingness to you know go out on a limb and really try and make this work it it's it's kind of a Herculean effort on the part of the shows. I mean, the production schedules are not easy. And then when you get to these crossover episodes, they get all that much harder. Um, the hours get longer. Um, the scheduling gets tougher. And um, it really it demands a lot of, uh, of the cast and crew. But the payoff is real, you know. You get an experience with these shows that you just can't find anywhere else on television it's just it's just really unique and I find that the fan base you know that I see at at conventions or just anywhere is uh is really excited to have this be a part of their life you know i mean it's really something that they they uh they they count on it's really something that they turn to you know it's it's something that is a community for them as much as it is an entertainment experience and uh that's gratifying to be a part of something like that so you know i'm lucky i'm lucky to even be any small part of it i'll i'll take it
0: and you're basically you're a huge part. of <laughs> You're one of the the main villains, and one of the main characters featured in the universe. So, it's just it's it's been a fun as a geek as myself to be able to watch what CW has done, like you said that no one else has done. But it's been a pleasure, Matt, having you on. Um, we're gonna if, if you could do a, a possibly a drop for us. Um,
1: be happy to yeah. You can
0: say it. You can say it how you want, but basically something on the lines of "Hey, I'm blah blah blah," and you're listening to the Geek Vibes live.
1: Uh, geek vibes live okay yes sir all right um hey this is matt lesher i play eobar sawn on TV's the flash and legends of tomorrow and you are listening to geek vibes
0: live yeah excellent excellent and um one more thing if you could do that will help me out with my boss my boss is a huge fan of the show uh and your okay. character could could you possibly do in your more menacing reverse flash voice like, <laughs> Hey, it's Eabod Thorne reverse fla or hey Mason, his name is Mason, this is Eabod okay. Thorne and I'm going to kill you. I want you to actually say that, if you could.
1: <laughs> hey Mason, this is Eobard Thorn and I'm going to kill you?
0: Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. your
1: boss, right? We're, I'm not I'm not yeah, actually uh, no, uh, no, we're, no. we're not He'll executing a murder threat on somebody. Okay.
0: No, no, no.
1: (laughs) All right. uh, Hey, Mason, this is Eobard Thawne, and I'm going to kill you.
0: Yes, he's going to love that. It's weird. He's big into horror. I got him into The Flash. He loves your character. This is going to be great at work (laughs) tomorrow. Um, You just gave me a lot of points. But thank you so much for coming on. Um, We would love to have you back again to talk some more. Um and also if you're in Atlanta for Dragon Con, I would love to meet you and, and talk some more uh, questions. Um, but thanks for taking your time out of your day to be with us.
1: Uh it's my pleasure guys. Thanks for thanks for being easy to work with and um you know, yeah, we'll talk again. I'll be at DragonCon, so so come find me.
0: I will definitely come find you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Matt.
1: Cheers guys. Bye.
0: Alright, Joan. Matt's gone. That was pretty awesome. That was a great interview. That, that was a lot of fun.
2: That was beyond awesome, man. Everything from the drop to how much and in, how invested he is in the actual um, geek world. When I asked him that Legion of Doom question, I was sure he was going to give me, I'm not sure. You know, I don't, I don't really know. I can't really think of anything, but he gave me the answer and then gave me the answer in detail this guy listen from his acting to you know how how warm he was in this interview we have to have him on again he was such a delight
0: absolutely I'm gonna when, when we uh, when Dragon Kong comes around Labor Day weekend I will definitely be going to do an interview with him in person that will be a lot of fun but uh, yeah geek Nation, we keep on getting these guests and it's more of a reason for you guys to be a part of this whole entire thing and uh, You know, if you guys can help us out, you know, we can keep on building and getting bigger and bigger. So me and Jawan are going to sign out. I'll let Jawan kind of end it himself. But uh, thank you guys for listening to this interview. There will be more to come. And just keep on staying geeky.
2: Absolutely, guys. Um, Thank you to Matt again. Uh, Thank you to Dane for pretty much hosting this. I can't do any of this without Dane. Thank all of the fans. We do these interviews not only to uh, entertain our geeky side, but we do this for you guys, for you guys to hear from people you see on television. Um, So we'll be having so much more of them. Stay tuned to find out how you can listen to this interview that will be coming tomorrow uh, from me or Dane or Saturday. Um, Thank you guys so much. Also uh, head over to our website to find out everything we're going to be doing as far as, more uh, guests like this, www.geekvibesnation.com. Um, and, again, thank you guys
0: so much. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's another uh, wonderful interview. And definitely check us out Saturday. we got a lot of stuff to tell you guys. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful evening. Peace out, Geek Vibes Nation.